Race Williams, private investigator. That's what the guilt letters spell across the door of my office. It don't mean nothing, but the police have been looking me over so much lately that I really need a place to receive them. You see, I don't want them coming to my home. Not that I'm over particular, but a fella must draw the line somewheres. As for my business, I'm what you might call the middleman. Just a halfway house between the dicks and the crooks. Oh, there ain't no doubt that both the cops and the crooks take me for a gun. But I ain't. Not rightly speaking. I do a little honest shooting once in a while, just in the way of business. But my conscience is clear. I never bumped off a guy what didn't need it. And I can put it over the crooks every time. Why, I know more about crooks than they know about themselves. Yep, Race Williams, private investigator, that's me. Most of my business I hunt up, and the office ain't much good except as an air of respectability. But sometimes I get a call, one client speaking to another, about me. And that's the lay of it this time. I was in my office straightening out the mail and enjoying some of the threatening letters that the boys who lack a sense of humor had sent me when this Ernest Thompson blows in. And blows ain't no fancy way of putting it either. This guy actually blows, and it's near five minutes before he quits blowing and opens up. Are you afraid of the Ku Klux Klan? That's his first crack, out of the box. I ain't afraid of nothing. I tell him the truth, and then, wanting to be absolutely on the level, I ask... Providing there's enough jack in it. He trots out a sigh like my words had lifted a weight from his chest. You don't happen to belong to that... that order? I think he was going to call it something else, but from the twitching of his mouth I get the idea that he went in some fear of that same order. No, I says, I don't belong to any order. Of course, I'm like all Americans, a born joiner. Just comes to us like children playing. We want to be in on everything that's secret and full of fancy names and trick grips. But it wouldn't work with me. It would be mighty bad in my line. I'd have to take an oath never to harm a brother. Not that I wouldn't keep my oath, but think of the catch in it. I might just be drawing a bead on a lad when I'd spot his button and then I'd have to drop my gun. Of course, that ain't so bad, but the same lad mightn't be wise that I was one of the crowd and bluey blow my roof off. No, I like to play the game alone. That's why I ain't never fallen for the lure of being a joiner. Well, this lad must have had the idea that half the country belonged to the Ku Klux and that the other half went about in fear of them. For when he finds out that I don't belong, he beams all over and pump handles me a couple of hundred times. Then he comes out with the glad tidings that a gent I helped out of trouble had told him about me. With that, he opens up with the bad news. His son had been took by the Ku Klux. His boy, Willie Thompson, who was only seventeen, goes hunting around in the woods a bit outside of the town they live in. Clinton is the name of the burg, and it's in the West, which is all I'm at liberty to tell you about it, except that it's a county seat. Well, Willie stumbles across a bunch of the clan and sees them tar and feather a woman. And what's more, he recognizes some of the clan, this boy having an eye for big feet and an ear for low voices. It appears that this woman had sold liquor to a member of the clan who told her his poor old father was dying. You see, her husband run a drugstore. Now, wasn't that just too sweet of the boys? Of course, they checked up a lot of other things against it, too. And give her a warning to leave town in 24 hours? Yep, they give her all those little courtesies what a lady should expect. But the real secret of the story goes that one of the lads of the Nightshirt Brigade was in love with the woman and wanted to get hunk because she couldn't see him a mile. 
Now, that's Ernest Thompson's side of the story, and not mine. But at all events, the town of Clinton was pretty well stirred up, and some of the clan were actually in jail for as much as ten minutes. But when the trial came off, this Willie Thompson had been kidnapped. The father worried, of course, but he thought the boy would be back when the trial was over. That was two weeks ago. The trial had blown up, and the boy never heard from again. Why, the whole thing seemed unbelievable. Think of it. Here was this man with a good suspicion, if not an actual knowledge, of who had his son, and he trots all the way to the city for me. Imagine if it had been my boy. Bluey, I'd have bumped that gang off one, two, three, right down the line. But this lad was scared stiff. If he made a break to the authorities, he got a threatening letter, and, well, here he was. But he made his offer a very alluring one. A good fat check for this Thompson was a wealthy farmer. So I took the case, and you should have seen his face light up. 